All right, we're back on the Malapert Smart Podcast. I got my two favorite people here, Vlad the Wrestling Expert and Robert the Frozen Asian. Thank you for joining us, guys. All right, Vlad, listen, we're doing the classic wrestling stuff, all right? I know we're tired oh, yeah. and stuff, but... Oh, well, yeah. But now I'm good. I'm like 20 pounds. <laughs> I just keep on going. Oh my god. Get the, let's get the Nacho going. Who do I need to already? Get the Adderall ready, baby. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. We've been through seven episodes already where we've talked about WCW right after Hogan turned heel at Bash at the Beach. The playlist is in the description below. So if you guys want to get caught up, we just watched War Games, Fall Brawl, and Ding walked out on Team WCW during the match after they questioned that he joined the NWO because they literally brought an imposter that looked just like him. It looks like an identical twin. Robert was fooled, right? Robert was watching the video with us, and he thought Sting joined the NWO until he saw the second Sting come out at War Games. And it was like, is that good enough for you? Just like Sting said, is that good enough for you? But <laughs> <laughs> so this is the fallout of War Games. This is WCW Nitro from September 16th. 1996. Alright guys, you ready? You ready to get back into some classic wrestling? Let's get, yes. let's get into it. We're in Horseman Country. North Carolina. Yes, you're right, Flat. I, I guess you saw a glimpse of it right there, but this is in North Carolina. Horseman Country. Asheville, North Carolina. So they're going to review what happened at War Games. Let's see how the tone is of the show. Bad news report. The NWO did win War Games last night. <laughs> bad news. Bad news. Go back and take a look. Bad news. It was horrible news. We had the world in our hands. We had the world in our hands. It fell through our fingertips. If we would have trusted Sting, like I said, we would have won. When did he say that? The first man in for the NWO was all of the outsiders, of course, flanked by Ted DiBiase. The first man in for WCW was Arn Anderson in for that five-minute period. The NWO won the coin toss. They sent in Nash of the outsiders to give the two-on-one advantage. Lex Luger then came in to even it up at two apiece. Then comes Hulk Hogan, three to two advantage for the NWO, and then Ric Flair even it up three to three. At that time, we had no idea what would happen. The fourth man for the NWO was this man. Fans, this is not Sting. This is an imposter. <laughs> Sting. That very angle, he looks a lot Fans, like Steven and I have to say. Members of uh, WCW, that was not me last Monday. Sting then hit the ring for WCW, and he took charge. As a matter of fact, he confronted the bogus Sting. He attacked... Hey, Robert, his name uh -huh. is Jeff Farmer. I'm looking it up right here. Okay. So, his real name is Jeff Farmer. He was a New Japan wrestler. <laughs> I'd be interested to see what he looked like without the face paint. It's hard their to tell review. them. Up. I mean, it's hard for me to tell them apart. I don't know. <laughs> they definitely chose the right person to be his imposter. Oh, it was. I it wonder was how they even good. found this guy. Like, who knew that this guy looked? Somebody must have said, "Oh, we have a guy that we know in the wrestling business that looks like you," or something. Because otherwise, where do they find this guy? It's almost. It's really close. There's a lot of similarities. 
Even body-wise, there's a lot of similarities. The bogus Sting, cleared yeah. house, but then Sting, very angry that no one believed him, walked away. And then WCW lost war games because Lex Luger being put into Scorpion Deathlock by the bogus Sting, attacked by Hulk Hogan. The NWO wins war games. Then the Macho Man Randy Savage entered to try to help matters. The Giant had entered. The cage was up, and all members of the NWO brutally attacked the Macho Man Randy Savage. Then, you're talking about a shocker, Miss Elizabeth enters to try to plead with Hulk Hogan to leave the Macho Man alone. As a matter of fact, she threw herself on top of the Macho Man. And then what has to be the most disgusting thing we've ever seen, they spray into the disgusting. dress of Miss Elizabeth. Ladies and gentlemen, like Larry said, we could have won war games. Sting came in, and you know I have an apology to make to Sting. I said, we all said he was the newest member of the NWO. That was wrong. That was incorrect. He obviously was in Japan. We should have known this. Was not there last Monday. He came in. He was very you know, angry. It's too late for apologies. Sting is a sensitive man. Someone says he hurt his feelings. <laughs> no one's trusting him. If you're going to be a sensitive individual, get a job working for Mother Teresa. This is war against the new world order. Wow. Okay. Rick Flair. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, man. I, I was actually going to bring that up later. I didn't notice that Larry Zabisco said that, but we're going to hear Sting's explanation later on of why he walked out of WCW. And I was going to mention it's a little sensitive for a wrestler, but I'm a little sensitive guy myself. But we're going to talk about that more in depth later on in the show. But that's an interesting point by Larry Zabisco right there. Even Robert was like, whoa, yeah. Harsh. I have no I idea. But maybe not wrong. Maybe not wrong. The NWO now in full force earlier tonight here at the arena. As a matter of fact, as you take a look, NWO people were out handing out flyers as people NWO were walking people. into the arena. So the NWO <laughs> had a lot of demands they wanted met if they won war games. Apparently, those who are these NWO people? They hired people off the streets. And about already, some people <laughs> taking it, some people throwing this NWO. I'm sorry. Sometimes I forget that we're an audio right podcast and we have to describe a little bit of uh, these yeah. scenes for people who might just be listening. But at the yeah. arena, when people are getting their tickets ripped at the door and entering, there's people, it looks like kids, teenagers in NWO t shirts. Yeah. Handing out flyers, so they're handing out propaganda. Say, but say NW, but say NWO or whatever. It say all kinds of things. You'll see what they say. You see that lady come up and she's like, can I, can I have one? Look at this lady come yeah, up yeah, to the right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have their propaganda out in a This lady right there, he's like, what is that? Yeah, yeah. One. <laughs> this NWO propaganda right in the trash. Propaganda. Propaganda. Paper. Well, be that as it may, we have a lot going on tonight. Larry Zabisco wipes his ass with World those. Championship wrestling action. <laughs> All right, so one of the first matches was Rey Mysterio against Juventud Guerrero for the cruiserweight title. I know you would like Away this, from it. Vlad, but Dude, we're right not now. watching that. We're just Ever watching for NWO break, stuff. But during this match, watch what happened. Well, as they go up for a high-risk spot on the top rope. Oh, Hurricane Rana. Nice spot. Great match. We would analyze this, but they're going to cut away from it. And there's... I guess you can only describe this as what, a tailgate party? In celebration of their win last night. NWO fans outside the arena celebrating NWO's victory at War Games. That's... It's funny, but yeah, it's... Gotta be paid fans. And then Rey Mysterio Huracan Rana's 
Juventud Guerrero and wins the match off that. Yeah, I thought that was cool how they set that cutaway up right during a really cool spot of this Cruiserweight title match. Ray wins that one. Ray Mysterio, future WWE champion. The undercard here. Okay, so they're going to cut backstage to Mike Tenay interviewing members of the Four Horsemen, Chris Benoit and Mongo McMichael with his wife at the time, Deborah. These are the guys who stepped aside for Sting and Luger to be in war games with the other members of the Four Horsemen. So they must be pissed at Sting, is what I'm guessing. So let's hear what they have to say. McMichael, along with the Canadian crippler Chris Benoit, I think it was quite obvious that your presence was missed last night at the war games. Let me tell you what, Lex. You better go find Sting and beg him to come back and get in this match, brother, because I made you a promise if you let the horseman down at war games, what was going to happen to you? And, baby, tell the world what happens when your husband makes well, a promise. i tell you what, Lex and Sting, you better watch out, because my husband made a great living in the NFL for 15 years by beating up pumped up little bullies like you guys, so you better watch out. Chris Benoit tonight in okay. hour number two of Nitro. Yourself, Steve Mongo McMichael Chris against Benoit, Lex Luger no and Nancy, Sting. You prophesized that Sting and Lex would debilitate the team. You crossed the horseman's path. That path is merciless. Unforgive, Phil. Prepare yourself to pay the price. And we are back with more Monday okay. Nitro. I mean, right WWE saw something in Chris Benoit to want to make him WWE champion eventually, but okay. Good worker, but I never was such a fan of his promos, but okay. Well, yeah. I don't think anyone's ever praised his promo work. I think he's known as just being one of the great wrestlers of, of all time. At this ring work. Too. I'm going to cut to the next match. It's DDP against Ice Train, but they're going to cut away from this also during it to go to some NWO oh, stuff. Yeah. Teddy Long is on the apron. Get him off the apron! Exactly, exactly. So NWO have got kids blocking off the WCW merchandise booth so that they can't sell anything. <laughs> During this cutaway, the match actually ended. So we didn't see the ending. There's a controversial have, Nick Patrick no ending. Oh, and, no, Nick Patrick gets struck again. Yes, and he's getting docked by Teddy Long and Ice Train because he stopped the match. He said they threw in the towel, but we didn't really see what happened. They claimed that they didn't throw in the towel. I don't know how the towel got in the ring. Nick Patrick is going to leave and raise DDP's hand in victory. <laughs> we got to give Nick Patrick the benefit of the doubt. There is a towel there. There is a towel. Yeah, why would they even be a towel? <laughs> so another controversial... Nick Patrick ending and Ice Train is trying to choke him out. <laughs> Teddy Long is holding him back. Doesn't want him to get suspended. Oh, here's a replay. Diamond Dallas in a full Nelson. Dallas got the towel. Oh, Dallas grabbed. Well, that was actually a really smart thing to do by DDP. <laughs> All right, let's see if we can describe this for the audio podcast listeners. So Ice Train got DDP in a bear hug reverse bear hug and he's got his arms locked it's like a master lock type of move and he's putting pressure on ddp's neck with his fingers interlocked together and ddp's struggling 
he's backing him up into the ropes and Teddy Long was there from earlier. He's just interfering in the match and he has the white towel that he could use to surrender the match if he felt his guy was getting severely beaten. But DDP with his arms flailing in the air from this master lock grabs the towel from Teddy Long's shoulder and flings it and Nick Patrick is not facing in that direction, the referee, and he thinks Teddy Long threw in the towel. So that's why Robert and Vlad burst into laughter. The one heel on this show other than the NWO. Although the four horsemen are sort of pseudo heels here, right? Like cheap, but they're kind of the baby faces of the show at this point. So DDP gets a win. DDP who we're keeping track of because we know he's going to become a more prominent member of this show in the coming months. But let's go back to the back where NWO fans, looks like little punk teenager kids <laughs> are blocking off the WCW souvenir. Oh, they took over it. They're selling NWO merch. Funny. Well, at this point, he was just known as the one, two, three kid. He's in the audience here. The man you're looking at right now, he was And we do know what? he was released from that they organization, that? no longer with them. But what in the world is he doing They literally here? said he's the one, two, three kid from the WWF. Jesus. Even AEW don't do that. They say their real name, which nobody knows. That's Sean Walkman. Can you believe it? Sean Walkman. <laughs> <laughs> well, WCW, they didn't care. They needed to get ratings any way they could. So here's well, the one, two, three kid who was friends with Paula Nash. Well, let me take a He's guess. sitting in the audience, oh, presumably yeah, looks like he's going to join the NWO because he's from the WWF. Anyways, here's Conan, the ending of Conan and Super Kahlo. Mike today, Mike, maybe find out some answers here. It's going to go down and Well, I'm going to try and get to the bottom of this. We surely haven't seen you in an awful long time in a wrestling ring in North America. What's the story? Why exactly are you here? Oh, you know, I try to keep incognito here today. I've been in Japan doing a little deal over there. I hear Nitro's the hottest show going today. I thought I'd come check it out. You know what I mean? I wanted to come last night, that big War Games match, the biggest cage match going today. Who won that match anyhow? I was on the plane on the way here. Who won that match anyhow? Are you kidding? Everybody in this building knows very obviously that the New World Order was victorious at War Games. <laughs> we need to take a commercial break. More Monday Nitro after this. Mike Tenay knows what's going on. He wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> Monday Nitro. No. Macho Man, Randy Savage. All right. So the Macho, macho Man. man. Getting yeah, humiliated at the end of oh, yeah. Fall Brawl to end the show. Beat up, and they even beat up his former girlfriend, Elizabeth, who apparently still has feelings for him because she came out to defend him save him, put her body over him, and the NWO basically just humiliated her as well. So this is the Macho Man's first appearance since the night before. <laughs> it's not that long. Last night at Ball Alright, so Mike Tanay is out there to interview. No mean gene today, but okay. No mean gene. I was just pretending he must be having it off. Randy Savage, Halloween Havoc, October the 27th in Las Vegas. Your chance for revenge, your chance to get the world's title back from Hulk Hogan. Living hard and living fast. 
don't know how much longer I can last. If I'm lying, I'm dying. The nightmare continues. But I'll tell you something right now. I'm rock bottom, no I'm not. I'm a million miles below rock bottom. A lot of people say I got nothing to live for. Hollywood Hulk Hogan, guaranteed personified. You and me are alive on the planet Earth at the same moment in time. And guess what? It's gonna get really, really, really scary because of the fact that now I'm down to one marble, and if I lose that one, it really doesn't matter, brother. Can you take what I got for you? I don't Look think so. Look at Mike Tanay, so. looking all serious, oh, yeah. doing his best meme gene. Our number two of the So Macho Man's having a match. Yeah. Let's see against who. Something's going wrong backstage. Oh no. Oh. Here we go. The NWO next to their limo. In a very celebratory way. Fake Sting comes out of the limo too, but he's got his face paint is painted on like a joke, like a clown. Or something. Fake Sting is getting drunk. It's Monday. That could only mean one thing. The imposter. Nitro. You know, you know the problem is, bro. There's nobody left in the building to beat up. We the beat them all. They got three Look at them back. They're celebrating. The NWO Nitro. I like the way that sounds. NWO Nitro. It's an NWO for life or what? They said there's no one left to beat up. They're kind of disappointed. They've already taken everybody out. Yeah, this is a cakewalk. All right, so Macho Man's opponent for today is Scott Norton. All right. Interesting. Future, both future members of the NWO. Okay. But for tonight, Macho Man's going to try to take out some of his frustrations on Scott Norton. I think he's going to get disqualified is what happens here. I don't think he's going to really care about the match. He's just going to grab a steel chair and end it that way. So I skip forward a little bit. This is towards the end of it. It wasn't a bad match. Good workers, obviously. Macho Man pushes the ring announcer, David Penzer, off his chair, grabs the steel chair that he was sitting on, and whacks Scott Norton on the head. That's basically it. I always met pissed off. He did this on the last show, too. He got disqualified on purpose. He's, he's already, already said he's shot. He's down to his last marble. I was just about to say, he just said that he has only one marble left. Well, he's got a title shot in the bag at Halloween Havoc, so it's not like he needs to win. Oh, here's Nick Patrick. Oh, yeah, Patrick. definitely beat him. Oh, yeah, beat him up, beat him up. He grabbed Nick Patrick by the neck and just threw him into the ring. Not, It didn't look that violent, but Nick Patrick is selling it like his neck is broken. Yeah. Kicking and screaming. And Nick Patrick gets up from the attack with this horrible, horrible look on his face. How dare he get physical? Man, they should suspend the Macho Man for that. Put his hands on a, a WCW official. Senior referee. Senior. Wait a minute, I'm hearing... It's Sting. Sting is on his way to the ring. Which one? That's the real Sting. This is a little weird. Hold All right, on. so this is what we've been waiting for. Okay, this is going to be a very important promo. I want you guys to listen closely. I've already heard this once today, but I'm still – I didn't really grasp it. So let's see if we could grasp what Sting is going to say here about how he felt about WCW not trusting him. The Stinger is here. Let's see what he has to say. I want a chance. 
gets to explain something that happened last Monday night at Nitro. Last Monday night, I was on an airplane flying from L.A. to Atlanta. When I got to Atlanta, I tuned in the TV to Nitro, and I thought I was watching a rerun. It was a very convincing film. Why won't he look at the camera? Often imitated, but never duplicated, though. And what else did I see? I saw people, I saw wrestlers, I saw commentators, and I saw best friends scout the Stinger. That's right. All right, so for the audio people listening, Sting has got his back turned to the camera. He's facing the audience the other side of the hard camera, so... It's not usually how yeah. you see people cut promos. How did this stinger? Like a little, a little, so little symbolism I heard here. We say, turned our backs on him. I know and I guess where he's doing he lives. I know where he works out. I'm going to go get it. So I said to myself, I'll just go into seclusion. I'll wait and see what happens on Saturday night. And I tuned in Saturday night. And what did I see? I saw more of the same, more doubt. Which brings me to Fall Brawl. I knew I had to get to Fall Brawl to get face-to-face with the total package to let him know that it wasn't me. And what I got out of that was, no, Sting, I don't believe you, Sting. Well, all I got to say is, I have been mediator, I have been babysitter for Lex Luger, I've given him the benefit of the doubt about a thousand times in the last 12 months. What's he getting to? I don't like the, I don't like the tone the of this WCW at all. And I the WCW banner. And I have given my blood, my sweat, and my tears for WCW. I don't like where this is going. So for all of those fans out there and all those wrestlers and people okay, yeah, I mean, that he's... never doubted the stinger, I'll stand by you you stand by me but but for all of the people all of the commentators all of the wrestlers and all of the best friends who did doubt me you can stick it (laughs) damn from now on i consider myself a free agent but that Uh-oh. doesn't mean that you won't see the stinger from time to time. I'm going to pop in when you least expect it. What about tonight? What so, does he mean? to all the wrestlers and the commentators who doubted him, they could stick it. Huh, Vlad? <laughs> he, well, he, said, he said, Lex said, I'm going to go find him. I know what gym he works out at. I'm going to go talk to him. Never showed up. <laughs> Saturday continue to doubt him, and then finally war games happen. So, Vlad, what do you think? Are you buying this explanation, or what's going on? Not completely. In retrospect, at the time, obviously, I thought it was kind of interesting. But in retrospect, I know it's the 90s, and I know it's before cell phones really became a huge thing. So it's not like you could just call someone on their phone or whatever. (laughs) But still, you would think there's a way to connect with someone if you really needed to find them in a situation prior to the, literally 20 minutes prior to the match or 10 minutes prior to the match. He like, was oh, no, what? they would even think of that, though. I understand. I understand. He was pissed off that they would even accuse him, right? Is that what you were going towards? Yes. Well, yes, I understand. But at the same time, it's a little, eh, as, as far he as it's... He's a wrestler. He's a wrestler. He should have a thicker skin. Huh? 
think oh, well, you should go find a job working for Mother Teresa or what? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You should go work at the church. But no, I was going to say that as far as his promo, it was pretty good. It got across what you needed to get across, which is that he's pissed off. He's sick of carrying the WCW banner after he didn't get the trust back. And from now on, he's going to do his own thing. We know, me and you know, and I think Robert has an idea as well, based on his knowledge of wrestling, what, what that means for his story going forward. It, you know, proceeds to be basically the best successful run of his career, as far as I'm concerned. Well, I will say before I go to Robert and get his opinion about this, I will say that I am a very emotional guy, okay? And I know some of the old school wrestlers have talked about how AEW is too much feelings, too much, oh, he's my friend. I can't believe you do this to me. We thought we were friends. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I will just say that as a person, and I'm not a wrestler, but I do get very emotional and things offend me very easily. And um, I feel this. I feel this. I'm like, okay, I get it. Although I get Zabisco's point of view. This is wrestling. It's war. It's war with the NWO. There was obviously a guy that looked just like him. <laughs> so there could be a reason that people doubted him. But I'm going to say I buy it. If it was me, I'd be the same way. I'd be like, how dare you think I would do that? Like if somebody like beat you up, Vlad, and it was the middle of the night and you thought it looked like me and you called me like, hey, what the fuck? I'd be like, how could you even think it was me, bro? I'm your best friend. I would never do that. Anyways. I had a very emotional day too, man. I was fucking very angry and pissed off about a lot of things. So I get emotions, man. I even get the AEW stuff. I get the Hangman Page stuff and the Young Buck stuff about we're best friends and we mean a lot to each other and this and that and all that. I get all that, okay? Although some people would say it's wrestling and you're fighting each other, so you can't be all emotionally. Okay, Robert, do you have any thoughts about this promo? I get what Sting is saying, that he, he can't believe that his best friends, his fellow wrestlers didn't trust him. That being said, I remember when we were reviewing the Fall Brawl, right? Or what, what was it? Yeah, the pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah last pay, we mentioned there was that plot hole of him not being around and that there was no explanation of that. He kind of finally explained it now, but it still doesn't make sense in the sense that, okay, if he was going to be out of town, wouldn't he have told somebody prior? Wouldn't like, he have hey, told Luger? Yeah. Or anybody, right? Like, hey, uh, I'm not going to be in this show. At the very least, the boss, uh, who whoever is running the show, would have known. And, you know, he would have that info. It's not like all the wrestlers would be left in the dark. Like, oh, so where is he? You know, so it's still a plot hole to me. So if I'm trying to take this more literally, right, like that he didn't tell anyone, then he, I would think that it kind of makes sense that people didn't trust him because he kind of no-showed pretty much without saying anything. So. So in a sense, he did kind of bring it upon himself. But like I said, this is just a plot hole <laughs> that we had touched upon on in the review of the Fall Brawl. He did explain himself now, but it still doesn't make sense that he didn't tell anyone prior. Okay, like that. So but what about in, in him sense, being an emotional guy? Okay, I can accept that. I'm just saying that that plot hole still exists. But yeah, I can understand his perspective and how he's ends up being emotional regarding how, he's how, he uh, is emo and then his character yeah. looks pretty emo when he comes back with the white yeah. face paint the pale white yeah, face I, paint I, that I, we're, that, we're that gonna see him gone yeah the next I, I time could, we see sting i could buy that and i could buy that perspective but uh, i just wanted to point out that plot hole we mentioned even though he has this explanation now it's still a plot hole to me <laughs> I think it's a good it thing that he sense. stayed away for that day because it let him know exactly 
what the other WCW wrestlers think of him. That he could put <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I don't agree with that part, but I, I do think in one sense he had a valid point, which was if you know the history of Sting in WCW, he's always carried the banner for WCW. He's always been Mr. WCW, right? He's always been the good guy, always done the right things. So yeah, yeah. So been... how could anyone doubt that? Come on, man. And so all I of a sudden, in that sense, he was hurt that somebody would even criticize his character or his honor or whatever. I mean, okay. I'll look at it that way, I guess. All right, interesting. All right, then. Let's finish off the show. we got about 10 minutes left. Let's see what happens. He's hurt. He's hurt that all his friends turned on him. I, he literally turned his back on all of us. He wouldn't even look in the camera. It sounded to me... He said, I mean, he said it. I'm a free agent. What does that mean? Does that mean he's putting out a bid or wanting to start a bidding war? I mean, does the NWO want him? WCW want him? What's going on here? With WWF? And he was supposed... I mean, I don't know what's going on tonight. What is this they don't the match know. tonight? I, when you least expect, he's going to surprise us. Is he going to wrestle tonight or not? Is someone in the back? Well, he's out? in the main event. I don't know if I mentioned it, but the main oh, event Oh, yeah. Supposed he was to supposed be... to be with Luger versus right, Benoit and... Benoit and, and Mongo, yes. For revenge, Ooh. for abandoning oh, them. I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's get to the ring. Well, it's obvious he's like probably not going to be his main event. Big thing we just said. To make some big, big money. Let's see what the next match is. I don't know. I'm just... That whole situation really confuses me. I mean, I know... I have no idea what music does. When the I think that's uh, came out, it was Marcus Bagwell's I wish we oh. said... Apologize, if I'm not but, mistaken. Uh, it, it's, oh, it's and Jericho. Too, too, when he said Marcus Bagwell and Chris Jericho. Tag that's team together. <laughs> I've never... This must have been like a one-time deal, because I don't remember the number tag. Yeah, very random. And they're facing members of the Four Horsemen. Rick Flair and uh, Arn Anderson. That makes sure that makes it's Horseman country, so they have to get the Horseman in the car. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, I remember what happens. So they're not coming out right away because something's going on backstage. Yes, that's what's happening. So Ric Flair, Arn, and Woman, and Elizabeth are in the back, and Elizabeth doesn't want to come out because of what happened the night before. Come on, baby, we got business to take care of. She is scared to death, and I don't blame her. Oh, man, that's too bad. She looked really cool on the entrance with Elizabeth. That's right, Arn. So they're gonna leave her in the back. Alone, not a great idea, but okay. <laughs> not the wisest decision. <laughs> Sarah comes Ric Flair and Arn and Woman. The three of them go out into the arena without Elizabeth. They still look pretty cool. Anyways, so here's one, two, three kid, I guess. Sean Waltman has a button, like a little remote button, and he pushes it. And Wait a minute. What's the stuff? He pressed a button and all kinds of junk is falling out of the ceiling. It's the, the flyers, the NWO flyers. Control. Mm -hmm. Get one of those pieces of there paper. So, I want to see what they are. Or oh, pollution. It's all NWO, NWO propaganda. propaganda falling from the ceiling. I like that. Oh, though. yeah. It's clear now. I like that. That's a, it's what a nice touch when you think about it. Uh, they're always focusing, no matter what's uh, going on, they're always focusing one. on the NWO. What is, what is he, the yeah, one? definitely. And there's not other things on the show like oh, overshadowing no, it. There's, one, there's one main focus, exactly. and it's a really good yeah. storyline. 
propaganda posters. Well, we, Martin Anderson is like ripping Ryan it up. Finding one, but they're everywhere. It's going to be hard to get it out. They're gonna, it's going to be around the ring the whole time they have the match. <laughs> yeah, the sixth member of the NWO is in the building. The sixth member? DiBiase is the fourth. The Giants, the fifth. How about NWO Sting? He should be the sixth member, but I guess he's not really official. Maybe he's not an official member. As they, as they go to commercial break. Still falling. They got and we get to print it out a lot of pages. Show you what they Back then, the, the <laughs> copies killed, cost like 10 cents. Yeah. Oh, those poor trees. We beat you. Now you're paying all the bills. This one here says NWO. We'll do TV our way. Thousands of these things. Let's go to the ring. Are falling behind us. They continue to fall. As the crowd chants, horsemen, horsemen, horsemen. The garbage falling from the ceiling. Look at this. These guys, garbage. I mean, they're garbage. They've done their homework. Dibiase has done his homework. He's got them ready, and he's got them playing with everyone's mind here at WCW. If they can, all right, hold up. All right, so we skip forward to the match a little bit. We've got to go outside and again. I think we're going to go back to the limousine again. So that famous limousine. Because the giant, the NWO T-shirt. Welcome on board, big man. Welcome, brother. Welcome. Oh, there's one, two, three kids in the back. With them. Welcome on board. Welcome aboard. Oh, man. Just like that. Oh, this is interesting. Watch this one. They got a little stereo that they're going to play something off the stereo. What's this? I don't remember. It's, it's Sting's voice. Last week, they when, used they, one. Oh, yes, okay. when they tricked everyone into thinking uh -huh. Sting was in the limousine, it was just a recording. Genius. Genius. That's the first time I've ever heard the NWO Sting actually say something. Good job, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sting is now stunk. Well, man, so they're just bragging and just trying to rub our noses in it. Yeah, we know it was an imposture all along. Thank you very much. As they continue to celebrate outside, along with the sixth member. All right, so these guys are continuing to have the match in the arena. What does he weigh? About 180 pounds with rocks in his pocket. Remember, Hogan said there'd be more. He said six, seven, eight, nine. And you're right there. So this is the end of this match. Ric Flair is gonna use a little leverage from the woman as they do as they're kind of cheating thing. And Rick Patrick is not even really paying attention, so he just <laughs> counts the three. He's in the zone. So here's the main event. It's Chris Benoit and Mongo McMichael with Deborah against Lex Luger and Sting supposedly, but. Looks like it's just gonna be Lex Luger by himself. So Sting is gonna leave Luger to fight on his own. Against two on one. Against, man, I love those punches. But I like Lex Luger. I don't know. I've heard people talk about his work, 
But I think the punches look good. I think when he takes a punch, it looks good. <laughs> Big fan of Lex Luger, man. Huge fan. I don't know. I've, I've heard wrestling old heads talk about him like he wasn't a good worker, a good wrestler. But I don't know. I thought he was great growing up. I never saw problems with his work. And here he is, single-handedly. Look, look at him, man. Look at the power, bro. Just pick up Chris Benoit like nothing. After a long match, I skipped a lot of it. He should be tired. And he's torture-racking Chris Benoit on his back. Well, he didn't tap out, but here come the rest of the horsemen to save Benoit. That's going to be a DQ. That's the end of the match. Talk about the ultimate handicap match. Four on one now as the horsemen are ganging up on Lex Luger. Lex Luger is still fighting them off, but it's too many. It's too many people. Whoa, did you see that? There's the numbers game. Yeah, they're going to beat a Luger for, 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 for Sting, huh? <laughs> oh, they blame him for Sting, yeah. Well, this is really the beating they should be giving to Sting. What did Lex Luger do? He didn't, like, abandon them. He finished the match. <laughs> they're just beating him up for being friends with Sting. It's kind of messed up. They're healing it up here, although they're supposed to be the baby faces on the show. But it's just sad that Luger's taking this beating. I agree. WO sent the word in the newest member is to be referred to from this point forward as Six. That's his name. Six. 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 I don't six. know. It's pretty easy to figure out. He's a six member. Let's go. As they go back to the NWO limousine out back to end the show. Working for a loser? Come on. Let's see what kind of work you can do. You can be part of the NWO. Tired of working for WCW? Come work for some real so all the NWO members are in a stretch limo, and they got a little screen watching Nitro. Back then, that was very high class. You couldn't really watch oh, yeah. TV in your car back then. In your car? Nobody yeah. was doing that. No, this was amazing. 1996? <laughs> Everyone's there. Ted DiBiase, Six now, as he's referred to. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the NWO Sting. You know something? Since you guys have worked so hard, <laughs> you've got the NWO up and running and we're taking over the whole world, brother. We were supposed I to call him six. I can arrange to get tickets for you. Billionaire Ted, I'm, I, got, I got some pull around here because I'm the champ. I might be able to get us backstage passes. All right, we've heard enough of this. Let's get out of this. Luger is hammered inside of the ring by the horsemen. These guys are just having the time of their lives. Yeah, they didn't really show up in the show, like in the arena. They weren't in the arena. Six was. But they didn't really have to do anything today. The horsemen did Oh, that's and the show. They left Luger Lane. Left Luger Lane. And Sting, nowhere to be seen. And, and that's Sting it. Sting didn't care. Didn't give a crap about his his good buddy Luger. Well, there you go. What a shame. All right, Vlad, let's get some closing thoughts for tonight for this WCW Nitro from September 16th. Yeah. I mean, I think it's some of the topics or some of the points that we've hit already the the show doesn't always like it's not always like red red hot but it always sticks to that main thing which is the nwo it always goes back to it whether it's an interview or a backstage segment or something going on in the back they're making it clear that the nwo angle whether easy like stuff that's falling from the rafters or whatever is the main thing that's happening here no matter 
what match is going on. This is the key stuff. And this is what we're going to focus on going forward. And they're doing a masterful job of long-term storytelling and booking with this whole NW angle. So not much more I could add to it. It's pretty great stuff across the board. Best week to week television wrestling show that I've ever seen. Robert, this is your first viewing of this. We were watching probably Raw at the time, but what did you think of this episode today? This was pretty good. Not as many crazy things happened in this episode, but it still kept with the theme of what's been the ongoing storyline of what's essentially a hostile takeover (laughs) by the NWO of the WCW company. So they kept with that angle throughout, even though not too much happened really. Well, I guess... There's that sting explanation. And uh, as far as the angle moving forward, that's probably the most significant thing other than Six being at it. Yeah, um, I forgot that he was called Six. <laughs> yeah, they clearly didn't that's watch it that much. That's what I knew him as growing yeah. up. Yeah, okay. I didn't really know him as X-Pac. I didn't really like that personally, but... Yeah. I, okay. I wish he yeah, stayed. I, I think he fit in really well with them. I think he looked cool with them. Oh. He made him look cool. Mm-hmm. He was a cool-looking kid. I wish he could have stayed longer. I don't know what happens. I think we'll reach that point at some point where we'll see him leave and we'll talk about that later on. But for the moment, yeah, you're right, Robert. Not the most hot, fiery episode, but we did get Six and Sting and then a a little Macho Man promo. And the whole NWO fandom starting to kick in, people being fans of the NWO. From here on out, we'll see what happens after this. I don't really know. I think I've not really seen some of this myself. I probably started watching more in like 97. Once it really started getting hot. But we are in the midst of the 83 weeks at this point. I looked it up, yeah. Vlad. So basically... When, when did it start? Basically, Ash at the Beach. When Hogan... Ash at the Beach, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Either like a week before that, I think, or something like that. Right around that area. So this whole thing, yeah. it's going to go all the way through 97. From yeah. here all, all the way through 97, they beat WWF in the ratings. They were a better by, like, company. By, sometimes I mean, by just... double... Sometimes they'd get $4 million and WWF would get $2 million. You could look it up and Google it, Monday Night Wars ratings. There's links to it with the list of each episode. And they are doing very well here. Even with the small plot holes that we've mentioned, I feel yeah. like the show is just running on all cylinders. It's, it's really Yeah, funny. I mean, it's a very small thing that we mentioned with the whole Sting thing. I don't think it takes away from what they were going for, what the angle actually is. It's not like something like in modern wrestling where it makes no sense whatsoever. Like this makes some sense. It's just if we're picking at it, like we pick at modern wrestling, we should at least mention. All right, guys, that's enough for tonight. I can't Absolutely. keep you forever. I, we went half an hour more than I really wanted to, but we, we talked a lot. We're having a good time. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. You know, this is my dream to have a wrestling podcast and you guys help make that happen. So thank you so much. Anyone out there who enjoys this or finds it interesting, if you want any more content in the future, please hit subscribe. We need that. It just boosts our ego, you know? Hulk Hogan's not the only guy with an ego, man. I got an ego too. Our podcast is the best podcast, okay? It is the best, not just best wrestling podcast, the best podcast in the universe. Of all times. And Kahan has creative control. So if it doesn't work for him, we don't do it. <laughs> if it don't work for me, buddy, then we don't do it. Yeah, if it doesn't work for me, brother, it doesn't work for Kahan, that's it. No go. Well, listen, you guys are literally the best. You're the man. Robert, you the man. And Vlad, you the man. Okay? Thank you. All right, We're both guys. the man. 
<laughs> we're both Rick Flair. All right, guys, go to sleep. We're both Becky Lynch. Exactly. <laughs> no, no. Well, okay. She's not bad either. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Have a All good guys. night. Hey. Good night. We'll see you later.